It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, welcome back. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. Spent majority of the show today talking about this game coming up on Sundays. Join us now to talk a little Saints. Is our buddy Amos Morale from NOLA.com. Amos, what's going on, man? You heading out to practice this afternoon? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now, I'm just waiting on this AC to get finished, being fixed. <laughs> I feel like you're always waiting on things. Always, Dude, I'm, I'm, it's uh, like being an adult's hard. Being an adult's hard. That's all. Like one week it's uh, garbage disposals broken. Another week it's I'm getting my old oil chains. Like you're always just waiting for stuff, doing adult things. Life I'm, life is hard. You got to knock them out in the morning, man. Got to get started early. <laughs> always uh, on the grind. All right, 11.36 on this Wednesday. How are you feeling about this game on, on Sunday? Are you nervous? Are you confident? Do you feel good about the Saints? Do you, are you, you know, Reggie Bush said he's scared for the Saints. How are you feeling right now? i got to say I'm excited about uh, the potential for this game. Uh, you, you know, had pretty much a thriller kind of shaping up that last week uh, against the Eagles. You're bringing in a really good offense uh Obviously, with Todd Gurley and uh, Jared Goff and the receivers he's got to play with, and you're bringing in a defense that's got a, a defensive line uh, that's arguably better than the one that faced the uh, Saints last week. And they, you saw the all kind of the trouble that they gave him. Uh, you know, just thinking about all the disruption Fletcher Cox, Cox had. Uh, Aaron Donald is, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the higher version of that. So uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a, a fun matchup for the fans to watch. Uh, Chris chimes in on Twitter. He says the Eagles came to play last week without those penalties, though the Saints probably would have won by 17. I mean, it, it is an interesting point that they shot themselves in the foot so many times. I mean, even the first play of the game was six points. I mean, if Drew puts it out there a little bit more, that's that's a touchdown. Um, and, and then that 11-minute drive that was so impressive that everybody's raving about, they, they scored like three touchdowns on that drive and, and kept getting them called back. So, you know, I mean, all that said, as sloppy as they played out of the gates, uh, you you do have to look at, hey, maybe the offense just was a little, you know, a little sore from not having played in a couple weeks, and maybe they found their groove uh, this past week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, I mean, you, you know, you talk about uh, the, the that first quarter. It seemed like everything that could go wrong in that first quarter went wrong. Obviously, you know, you had a couple coverage busts, uh, you know, for that big first touchdown that the Eagles had. And then, uh, you know, you mentioned the Drew Brees play where it seemed like he just kind of underthrew Ted Ginn on that play. And, uh, uh, you know, even later in the game, it seemed like he, uh, he had a situation where it was, uh, you know, the safety just realized what was going on and got there just in time, uh, to break up that pass to Taysom Hill because, you know, when Brees threw it, Taysom was wide open. So, uh, yeah, you know, there were a lot of miscues. You got to think that Russ was some of it. Uh, but also I think that, you know, you got to give the Eagles credit. You know, they did come to play. Uh, you know, they remember that uh, that first matchup uh, where the Saints just completely steamrolled them, and they were very much trying to uh, erase that from the memory. And, uh, you know, they're a different team with Nick Foles behind the uh, behind center, you know, which that'll do that to you when a guy wins the Super Bowl for you. 
We know the Saints uh, signed Tyron Walker uh, this week, bringing him back with the in the absence of Sheldon Rankins. Uh, the way that the Rams are playing right now, C.J. Anderson, a resurgence from him, having probably the best three-game span of his career. Uh, I know you talked with David Onyemata and some of the other guys about preparing for a workload without Sheldon Rankins. How do they fill that void? Well, you know, one thing I think you're going to expect to see is you're going to see Onyemata, you're going to see Taylor Stallworth and Tyler Davis, and maybe play a little bit more snaps than we've seen them uh, do. Uh, as they're going to rotate a lot. Uh, I would expect Tyron Walker to see the field this week just out of necessity. Uh, you know, that's one thing that fourth DT has always played. Uh, you know, uh, Taylor Stallworth, for instance, when he made the roster this year, the Saints were, you know, expecting the guy who got that fourth DT spot to play and play a lot. So uh, I'd expect to see him in there, uh, but I, I think you're going to see a lot more of Anumata and Tyler Davison and uh, Stallworth, uh, you know, kind of bearing the load uh, and, you know, trying to trying to get a little bit of pressure up that middle and uh, stuff the run and allow Cam Jordan and uh, Marcus Davenport and Alex Okafor to kind of bring the pressure from the edge. What about offensively for the Saints? Uh, they were able to run the ball pretty effectively against the Rams. I mean, they finished with 141 yards total on the day. Alva Kamara had 82 yards and two touchdowns, but it's not like they ran wild on him. Drew Brees did throw for a ton of yards, almost 350 yards. And we know Marcus Peters took exception to what uh, Sean Payton had to say, but what I think is funny and lost in all that is the fact that Marcus Peters still sucks. I mean, he's not he's not been good this year, and so he can talk as much crap as he wants and say we're going to have some gumbo and all this. If I'm the Saints, I still go after Marcus Peters. Well, I mean, and you you got to think that uh you know that's one thing about Marcus Peters that I absolutely love is that he he was uh, after that game uh, where Michael Thomas just exploded <laughs> for what I think it was 211 yards uh, with Peters and covered a lot of a lot of that time. Yeah, uh, you know, Peters after the game said, you know, I'm a top corner in this league and I've been playing like uh. You know, expletives. He used a lot of expletives in the post game that game, but uh, he, he was very honest about it. And that's one thing you got to love about him. But you got, if you're the Saints, you know the size advantage you have with Michael Thomas uh, when Peters lines up against him already. That's something. That's a matchup you got to like. And then the fact that you know Thomas, uh, you know he's shown the ability to kind of get into some of these DBs' heads. I don't know if you remember when they played Washington earlier in the year. Both of the Washington cornerbacks had some pretty choice words for uh for Michael Thomas following the game, just talking about sort of the you know, the little things he does during the game to kinda like get in the D V S head. So uh you you definitely gotta like that matchup because, you know, on film you've seen Michael Thomas be able to take advantage of it, as well as the fact that he's got a pretty good size advantage. So even if Peters is in coverage, you know, that fifty fifty ball, I think the Saints would uh, take their chances with Thomas coming down with it. If I had one gripe about last week, though, my, and I said this after the game, and my my buddy looked at me like I was crazy, but where was Cam Jordan? I mean, I know he made he had the one play where he batted down a ball at the line that was really good, getting his hands up. But outside of that, you know, I went back and watched some of the film. It's not like he was drawing a lot of double teams. I saw him one on one a lot, and he would you know push his guy backward and he'd come around the backside of the quarterback. He just couldn't get to Foles. And maybe that's part on Foles. He's just very good at getting the ball out quick. But I just I was disappointed that Cam Jordan didn't really shine. Didn't didn't come up with a sack. Didn't come up with a big player to that I thought he would in this game. 
Well, uh, you know, you kind of touched on it there. Uh, Foles gets the ball out really quickly, and that's one of the things that's kind of made him so effective uh, when the, the Eagles have gone up against some of these better defenses is that, you know, he gets that ball out quick, uh, you know, especially when, you know, he's got, you know, you, you noticed uh, that they made a lot of short throws. They went deep a few times, but a lot of those throws were, you know, underneath, short, comeback routes, that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, he gets the ball out of that quickly. So if you're the pass rusher, the thing you got to do at that point is try to make him uncomfortable. And, you know, you talked about Cam Jordan kind of just uh, pushing his man or coming around, making pulls, you know, maybe disrupting his footwork a little bit. So a lot of little things that he did in that game that I think, uh, you know, showed his value. But you also can't underestimate the fact that losing Sheldon Rankins, a guy who had, what, was it eight, nine sacks in the regular season? Uh, you know, from the, the interior position, you know, taking him out of there, uh, you know, that gives the offensive line a little less to worry about. You know, Anyamata played well. Obviously, uh, Tyler Davis and his Taylor Stallworth have been, you know, playing pretty well this season, too. But, you know, Sheldon Rankins was having an otherworldly year, you know, career year. So you take him out of the mix, you know, those defenses, uh, they're able to, you know, kind of key in a little bit on, uh, some of the other guys and, uh, you know, that Philly offensive line has got some players on it. Yeah, and I couldn't believe that, uh, you know, pro football focus. I know he played well. I broke Brian Baldinger on the show yesterday, and he said, no offense to Sheldon Rankins, but I didn't see a drop-off from him to Taylor Stallworth. He said, you know, for an undrafted rookie, Taylor Stallworth really played well. And then when I saw the pro football focus grades, he was, what, the, like the third or fourth highest rated defensive player in that game uh, for the Saints, uh, as far as the the overall grades go, so that was a really good showing for Taylor Stallworth. The the task now becomes tougher in trying to stop that run between Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson. And I want to get your thoughts. I had a caller ask earlier, you know, should the Saints consider an activating Manti Te'o for this game, having an extra linebacker in there, knowing that the the Rams are going to try to run the ball and run it effectively? Um, how do you approach this? I mean, do you sell out and trust? Trust your guys in Lattimore and Eli Apple one-on-one coverage downfield to try to come up and bring extra guys to stop the run. I think you got to think about it uh, in terms of you know what has this defense done you know consistently well and with the personnel they've been putting out there consistently they've been stopping the run. It's the passing game where you know they've seen uh, they seem to have issues. So I think uh, you're going to see a pretty similar personnel uh, situation. Uh, Alex Okafor, uh, Demario Davis, Craig Robinson, what he can do on special teams, and uh, uh, um, the other linebacker is escaping me right now. But um, darn, AJ, who are you talking about? AJ Klein. AJ Klein, obviously yeah. that guy, the guy we talked to on Monday <laughs> about this. Um, you know, I think you're going to see a pretty similar uh, lineup in, in the linebacking core. They're going to trust that defensive line to, you know, slow down those guys uh, and the linebackers to, you know, provide that support. Um, I think you got to keep a lot of defensive backs active just because you look at that Rams roster. There's so many guys in that receiving core that can hurt you. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Woods, uh, you know, there's just so much talent there that I think you need to, you know, you need to have the depth there to make sure that you've got guys, uh, you know, in case, uh, Lattimore has to go out for a play or two or Eli has to come out, you know, you need to have those guys there ready, guys that you trust. To, to kind of you know be ready for those big plays. What did you make of uh, Marcus Peters putting on Twitter? It's Gumbo Week. Let's eat, and then quickly deleting it after. <laughs> uh, I loved it, and then when he deleted it, I got sad. 
because I mean, so I love uh, you know me. I'm a big fan of the trash talk. Sure, I, I love the drama. So uh, when he deleted it, it made me sad because I didn't even think it was that much. Like Sean Payton saying that was a matchup we liked. Dot 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 a lot. I mean, like that's not again like. Everybody has gone after Peters this year. It's not like the Saints just exposed him. Everybody exposed him this year. So for him to get so mad at Sean Payton in that moment was just like, dude, look, look in the mirror. Get angry at yourself. Well, didn't you say that? Uh, I think uh, he didn't say it after the game, but later on in the week, he uh, was talking about how when he was on lined up on the Saints sideline, he could hear you know some some trash talk coming from Peyton and the coaching staff. So. <laughs> Uh, I think that's what he was talking about, maybe. Well, that's why we love our coach because he's got a little bit of swagger with him, and he'll, you know, he's not afraid to to do the choking sign or whatever. <laughs> Even if it does end up resulting in a loss, you know, he's still he's not afraid to to, to mouth off a little bit. Um, all right, how do you see this one playing out? I mean, I, I keep saying I get the feeling it, it could be a score fest because I just feel like with uh, with the likes of Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. Uh, I feel like they they're going to take their shots, and you know Eli Apple played very well against Philly this past week, but I think he's still susceptible. I wouldn't be surprised if we get another one of those, you know, thirty forty five thirty five type games. You see, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we, if that, that happened, but uh, I guess part of me is thinking that maybe this this game will be a, a little closer uh, to what we saw. Um, I don't think it's going to be 2014 by any stretch. I think both teams have too much offensive firepower, uh, and I think both teams are going to put up more points than that. But I think it's going to be a lot more competitive. Uh, I'm thinking low 30s, high 20s. I think both of these defenses are really going to want to clamp down, and uh, they're going to try, but, I mean, it's too high-powered offenses. But I think that it's going to be a, a very physical game, and I think both of these defenses are really going to try to clamp down and uh, – Shut them, uh, shut each other down, and not let the points get run up like they did last uh, earlier in the regular season. I mean, now let me see if you're with me. I want the final play to be Saints are up, I don't know, three or seven, and Marcus Peters makes the game clinching interception. Wouldn't that be awesome? Just a vengeance for the the box play last year, the Minneapolis miracle. He comes up and sends the Saints to the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be just uh, poetic? I think so, but I—I I mean, honestly, for—for uh, for deadline purposes, I'd like it to be settled a little bit before that. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Backspace, backspace, backspace. Marcus Williams was the winner. You know, like that's—I—I've been there, done that. Maybe not as much on the uh, daily newspaper grind, but I've definitely had. Uh, I wrote for a weekly newspaper for a couple years, and yeah, I've known the experience of having your whole article ready to go and. Final play changes the whole narrative of the game and kind of uh, kind of makes you have to go back and rewrite everything. Yeah. For, for for the fans out there, I I would probably hopefully if they're winning, I like it to give me another one of those eleven minute drives so I can just have the story completely done by the time it's time <laughs> to go down to the locker room. Let's just let them hold the ball the fourth quarter. Exactly. All right. Last last question. Saint, do the Saints win? I got I got to think they are. I mean, this is a team that's focused. Uh, they know what's at stake. You saw just how well they adjusted to the Eagles, you know, from quarter to quarter. Uh, and, you know, they've got the guys that can go up and make those game-changing plays. Uh, you saw just how much of an impact that played Mark Marshawn Lattimore when he picks off that pass intended for Ertz. Uh, so I, I just have a hard time seeing this Rams team beat them, even with all the talent they have on that roster and 
just their ability to put up points. Uh, I have a hard time seeing this Saints team not going forward and uh, you know making it to Atlanta. How about how about uh, was it Silver uh, Mike Silver on NFL Network saying that he talked with Rams players who said. Yeah, the dome wasn't really all that loud, and and you know they didn't really have any communication issues, and that the the dome noise was a little overrated. To which I said, "Hey, New Orleans fans are saying challenge accepted. Like, why why would you say that? It's just like you're you're poking the bear." Well, I do got to say too, uh, you know, last week uh, in that playoff game against the Eagles, it was one of the louder crowds that I've been a part of uh, and seen in that dome. Uh, I think uh, the decimal meter they put up on the big screen said 120 several times. But, uh, you know, it was was very loud in there. Uh, The press box announcer at times was kind of screaming so that we could hear his announcement. Uh, Well, think think of this real quick, Amos. I was at the Steelers game, and that was loud as can be. But there was probably, I don't know, maybe 9,000 Steelers fans. Like, there was a ton of Steelers fans there. This past week, Eagles fans, what would you say, rough estimate, maybe 5,000 fans, maybe that's too many. Rams fans don't travel. So, I mean, it's going to be like 95, 96% Saints fans in that dome on Sunday. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you're talking about the Steelers. I mean, that's a fan base that uh, I remember going to Houston Texans games back in the day, and it looked like the Steelers crowd because there were so many of them. You know, they've got fans everywhere. I think it's those colors that that black and that yellow combo. Just everybody loves wearing that. Everybody looks good in that. So I think that's part of the fan base, uh, <laughs> the appeal. But yeah, uh, and the Eagles, you could tell from their media core just how many people they brought, how big of a, a fan base they have. But yeah, the the Rams. I don't think it's going to be what what you've accustomed to. You know, uh, you could hear a very loud cheer every time the Eagles did something. Uh, well, I don't think you're going to get that this week. I don't think there's going to be a fan base to kind of fire up the uh, opposing team, and it's going to be all Saints the whole game. And you know, uh, uh, when Marshawn Lattimore made that pick, for instance, it got so loud in there. So you know, if the Saints can can get out there and make some big plays, you know, Drew Reeves goes out and hits take in deep on the first play or something like that. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be hard to hear in there. He is Amos Morale, NOLA.com. I went way over, as I always do. Amos, thanks for the time, man. We'll do it again next week. Absolutely. All right. Amos Morale third, NOLA.com. Last break of the show. Come back, wrap things up. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.